right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We are skipping the Super Bowl to bring you this heat. Uh, Big Randy is sitting to my left tonight. Good evening. All fired up about, uh, we're going to find out here shortly, Mr. DJ Pai here as always. Hey, greetings. Can't get rid of you. Um, Do we want to talk Super Bowl? Because it's already happened. By the time this goes up. I literally asked somebody earlier in the week who was playing. So no, I'm... (laughs) I don't think anybody needs any, ana- the match. <laughs> any, any uh, analysis from I'm me. I'm thankful they dedicated a, a, si- a decently sizable part of the broadcast today to talking about what the golf commentators thought was going to happen in tonight's game. Shout out to uh, Frank Nobolo. Frank Nobolo, who predicted a 16-12 score. Chiefs uh, win. That's such a which, safe pick. Which could have been a... Uh, <laughs> I thought it was nihilistic. I think it could have been just a massive middle finger to like, <laughs> why are you asking me to do this? Yeah. Which is what I'm hoping for. Me too. Oh, we, I'd be remiss if we didn't start the show by wishing... The happiest of birthdays to Mr. Lance Barrow. Um, we should spend the most important part of the podcast. <laughs> they, I was going to say they almost forgot. They had to wait till the seventy-second hole to, and they almost forgot to mention that it was a palindrome. Yeah, that February second was true. a palindrome. So, um, listen, let's not do CBS stuff. This is what we've been saying for two years. It's like this was the first tournament anybody watched this year. I got so <laughs> many messages like, "Man, is the coverage always this bad? What's going on?" I'm like, wake up, guys! This is what we've been talking. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> this is what we've been talking about. The best part though was was like, yeah, Hudson Swafford needs all the FedEx Cup points to keep his status. Did you know that it's a palindrome today? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what he needs. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, who, who could possibly say? Do you guys know when the next palindrome date is after today? 12 to 21? No, that's not right. You're close. <laughs> really? really? Yeah. 12, 12, 21, 21. So 101 years from now. Oh, wow. How about that? Faldo could have squeezed that in. That would have been really appreciated. Uh, Webb Simpson wins the waste management in dramatic fashion. Do you guys want to go first on on Finau? Do you want to? Let's start with Webb. Okay. Webb, what a win. It was. I I think we've. uh, Just question cold blooded killer? I don't think it. Well, not a killer. Extremely loaded question because you know that we put people into two. Categories of killers and dogs. The classic two categories that you know, or 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 neither, or neither. Yeah, so really three categories, and, and so- there's some house casts as well. <laughs> uh, we don't have to Meow. name any names, uh, but there was some spirited dis- debate on whether Webb is a dog, which I he's think is an open and shut case that yeah. he's clearly a dog. He's right. someone who's just gonna he's just gonna nip at you until he's just gonna keep going until he gets you know I'm gonna say until he gets the job done. He doesn't really get the job done a ton. But that's what makes him not a killer. Six PGA Tour wins is a lot. It is. You know who he passes. Oh, <laughs> didn't see this one coming. Did uh, not. Was it Bryson? Is that what you're going to get at? Exactly. Your boy? Well, no, to be fair, we got to air him out a little bit. Tron was the one who was pushing back against the idea of Webb being a dog. He said he had dog tendencies. Sure. But at the end of the day, not a dog. I think it's, He's it's so open and shut. Yeah. It, it, like, I think we've, we, I, I'm speaking for myself, I've been putting off just proclaiming shouting from the rooftops for a long time at like how good Webb is. He's really 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 good. And the fact that this is his first win since the players in 2018 is is pretty alarming. Which we've been on this actually. We yeah. we, we are never on this before it actually happens as to the, hey, look how many top finishes he's had in recent months. He's been all over the place, just hasn't won. And for I don't it almost seems like glance, but I feel like 
Adam Scott became the poster boy for the anchor band. And yeah. really, I think it maybe should be Webb Simpson. Yeah, no, I think that's. I and think I that's know exactly Adam Scott right. has come back and played good golf, but he hasn't played as well as Webb Simpson has. And he didn't fall off as far as Webb Simpson did. Adam Scott had success putting in his career prior to uh, switching to the long putter. He led the tour. Like, the, I think the first year they kept strokes gained putting, I think yeah. it was like 2003 or whatever. And I was clicking around there, and yeah, number one on tour was Adam Scott. Like, yeah. Whoa, yeah. That's, that's wild, man. That is wild, man. <laughs> but Webb could never do it without the, the belly putter. Like, it, as soon as that went away, he, like, he basically went away from the game and... You know, I don't know, I saw some people in the mentions trying to say, like, Webb's definitely still anchoring it to his arm. Like, that's literally legal. That's totally fine. Like, you can do that. Like, it's, he's not is secretly... Is that stupid? Maybe. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but understand I the, the anchoring. Thing is, is the anchoring band to begin with is stupid. I never understood it. Like, the ball goes a million miles, and we care whether or not a the end of a putter touches somebody's chest or sternum or belly button. I'd, Which, on the ball going a million miles, it sounds like the USGA uh, distance report's coming out this week, so... Stay tuned for that. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from that. If, I don't either. If they're, uh, I've already preemptively warning, if they're going to try to spike the football, the distance is down from the previous year, which was literally the longest year in the history of the sport. And if this is going to be like the second longest year and they're trying to like, hey, distance isn't out of control, there's going to be an issue. I don't think that. I think they've taken... Uh, sorry, I don't mean to sidetrack us into a, a USGA conversation. We're, we're... Though, you know, Webb, of course, a USGA champion. But... <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any real like insight, like surprisingly little insight. Keeping you know, we'll find considering out like how big this could be, should be. I really have like not heard much scuttlebutt about anything, but I would assume they're just gonna like slam the brakes on everything, right? Like I don't think they're gonna roll anything back. I don't think they're going to, you know, change anything wholesale. I would just think they would kind of be like, all right, you know, we've gone enough far is enough. enough. You would think, guys. but I, you would have thought that a decade ago, and it hasn't happened. Speaking of the USGA, I think you you automatically are a dog if you win the U.S. Open. Is Webb the most forgotten? Well, I don't know about that. Is really? He, is he the most Luke's forgotten U.S. Open maybe. like a major champion in today's? Like, I, Jimmy every Walker, time I, though, of course, he didn't as, win. as we've yeah. mentioned, that could have been a simulation. That was fair. Uh, Lucas Glover. I don't hear a lot of love for for Lucas Glover. He, I think Lucas Glover's a dog, though. Yeah, sure. Are you saying is it any major or just the just US? the U.S. Open? That's Automatic dog status, huh? I have to th- we'll have to think about that. Jeff Ogilvy, he's a dog well, for got, sure. Yeah, is he? he got crowned a little bit. He, did he Webb really not get crowned? Really... Did Webb, Webb not got get mega crowned? crowned. Well, listen, <laughs> <laughs> who could say? If you're coming here for consistent takes, you've come. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> I've never come here for consistent. <laughs> I think somebody slid in the DMs asked like, "Hey, do y'all still hate Webb?" I don't think we ever hated Webb. I think he's an easy kind of guy. To, he's easy to make fun of. That follow through is cringy. For sure. First of all, I don't think any. Not hated, to walk anything back. I don't think anybody here hated Webb as a no. person. Of course, like, I think no, he's a class act. Nothing, how, how could you? And he is a class act. And of course, you're <laughs> saying that like tongue firmly in cheek. But he is legitimately like a great guy by all accounts. You know, you never hear anything bad about him. Is he has he always been super fun to watch? Like, no, no, absolutely. It not. could be two different things. Yeah, of course. And but I think, you know, between the Ryder Cup, between how he finished last year, between the players, like he's kind of he's won me over. I was rooting for Webb today. He became well, a, rooting for Mac. He but, became the yeah. butt of a lot of jokes when he texted his way onto the 2014 Ryder Cup team, which was that was that, tough. That was that was a tough look. Yeah, and he didn't play great and shouldn't have been on that team, which is fine. And the shank in tw- at 2012 at Medina, that was also pretty tough to overcome. But he was <laughs> he awesome. A, he had a great shake at the Masters, too. Awesome in great. 2018. He, that whole year, won the players and then, of course, went and made the Ryder Cup team. 
And that was kind of, or at least for me, when I I, I, I stopped making him the butt of a lot of jokes. I was kind of like, hey, he's going to play well at the Ryder Cup. He's going to do well. And he did. So I think in that regard, he's redeemed himself. Can we still make fun of the follow through? Of course. For sure. Yeah. It's becoming a little more endearing, though, now. Yeah. Once you've kind of pivoted your uh, your perception of him. Now kind of, yeah, now it's kind of like, oh, man, look, he's just going for it. That's great. I can't believe we didn't lead with this, but the big takeaway from this is obviously his caddy, who happens to be a great player in his own right. For sure. So many people have been talking about, uh, of course, the, the mid-am win that I had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, many people. Well, The w- race for the winners, the Florida <laughs> the winner FSGA series. winner Series title. But a forgotten, game within the game. a forgotten part of that is one of my playing partners, Mr. Paul Tesori, was supposed to be in my group that Monday, that following Monday. Webb refused to show. Webb made a great run at the Sony, and he couldn't make it in time and had to withdraw. Here we are again. We are paired together tomorrow in a tournament in Tampa, and Webb goes on and wins the tournament. I don't know if he's going to make it in time. Wow. I, I reached out asking mm. for an official statement from him if he's going to make it <laughs> or if he's going to keep running scared. But uh, many people have been – that's a big topic of conversation. Yeah, just for all those who have been yeah. – the dozens and hundreds of people that have been asking. There you, there you go. I sent, a, I sent a request out for questions. I, I think there might – somebody might have might have mentioned that. I don't remember the exact wording, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it was in there somewhere. Yeah, something about did, does Tony finish, Tony finish his dinner? <laughs> I think that's what you meant. Uh, do you want to do Webb's, Webb's 11th in the world coming into this week. I mean, I don't know how high he's going to move up, but like he's, he's – I almost said a certified killer, but like he's he's not. He's not. You know, a that's the well. So what keeps him from being a killer? Um, I believe this moves him to two and six in in PJ Tour playoffs, oh my which God. is not great. Uh, Listen, I, I think I think just the sheer exclusivity of of the killer uh, space is is what you know. He's he just is not a killer. Not hardly anybody can be a killer for sure. There's no you know that's not a knock against Webb. You know, what, you wanna, let's you talk about it. if he is a dog, or yeah, go ahead. What, what? Well, I was just gonna say uh, his his finishes this year: Shriners T seven, RSM second, Hero World Challenge. We, we don't need that one. Uh, Sony third, and this week first. So that's that's, that's pretty, good. That's pretty good. <laughs> he birdied seventeen. He birdied eighteen, and then birdied eighteen in the playoff to win yeah. it. That was it. Can we? Did he have a lob wedge from one twenty? There's no way. Lob wedge from one twenty. Dottie had a Dottie had a tough uh, little playoff hole there. Yeah. Lob wedge from one twenty. He must wedge. be really pumped up. Yeah. So, but this is not passing the smell test here. Lob wedge bent to bent to fifty two degrees. And I know this part of the job is very hard, and this is not the issue we have with CBS. But there, what's the point of doing this if they're going to say, "Hey, Dottie, what's the read here? Right edge and firm." And they show Webb's putt. It starts. Six to eight inches outside right, <laughs> it breaks right in the heart. Could have been a bad camera angle. Shout out to Patrick Reed. <laughs> Are you guys ready to do Fee now? Now, well, I was very quickly just going to ask what kind of dog would Webb be? I think he's a golden retriever. I think he's like an Aussie Shepherd. Really? That's, that's what, what Neil, Neil said. said. Okay. I think he's never mind uh, then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Who I think he is? I think he's Cerberus, the dog know. that guards the gates of hell. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a bizarro. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> Cerberus, Cerber, Cerberus. Is this Greek or uh, yeah. Roman? What? Uh, one of the two. Who could be so sure? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank thing. you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Carrying on. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys go first on Fina. I feel like you got some uh, some things to get off your chest. Listen. I think Tony. Uh, first of all, is he is he a killer or a dog or neither? He's a house cat. I think there, many people are saying that. I think Tony's a great guy, of course. He's a class act, of course. Okay, he um, 
He was out there looking for a big break this week. He didn't get it. Okay. That's a stupid joke. <laughs> but I've, I've, you know, there's, there's been much clamoring to turn the guns towards uh, Mr. Finau. Yeah. And, I, you know, what do you guys think? I think it's time. Couple, a couple of numbers here. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is entering this week. His stats on the PJ Tour. Stroke, and these are strokes gained off the tee. Ninth. Strokes gained approach. Twenty first. Around the green. Fifth. Tee to green. Second. And total seventh. He's made 151 starts on the PJ Tour and finished in the top ten a quarter of the time. Twenty four percent of the time. That's wild, man. He's finished in the top ten. That's damning, and he has one win. Yeah, it's damning. Uh, how how uh, how less, is it less damning? than Michael Bradley? How is it? Damning? Michael Bradley has more less wins in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rican Open yeah. than Michael Bradley. Yeah. How is it damning? I want to before everybody. <laughs> how is that damning? He can't it, win. It doesn't look good, bud. Keep going. I, I I'm I'm gonna let you get it all out just to do it so you're not misquoted on anything. I want it, I want your full take represented. Okay. And then I'm going to demand the, the floor. All right, you're, you're the prosecution listen, here. Listen. You are the prosecution. Listen. You go first. Our examination will show. Our examination when given will the show. opportunity to win, he has come up flat time and time again. M- yeah. Many people are saying he might be an empty vessel. He, listen, I think, you know, Ricky, of course, is synonymous with late-stage capitalism. Ricky, 148 starts, three wins. And, you know, it. it Ricky has five wins. But I'm saying in his first 148, okay. he had he had three wins. Okay. Tony is, uh, I, th- I think we have to call it. I think Tony is neoliberalism. <laughs> this is, of course, a reference to it's, Ricky it's, being late stage capitalism. Yes, of course. Why it's, don't you flesh that out a little it's bit? It's globalization run amok. Yeah. Okay. It's it's sold as, you know, going to make our our lives so much better, right? Sure. And at the end of the day, what does it do? It just it, it just carves out our towns and our cities. It, it leaves people, you know, we're slaves to consumerism now. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got to look friend, around. big friend of the brands. Exactly. Are, are we better off? Are we better off with it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It, it's empty promises in an empty suit, you know, straight out of. Looks good in an ad, ad campaign. Straight out of corporate casting for you know the perfect marketability, and I'm not I'm not doing it anymore. He's uh, he's a house cat, and <laughs> I, I think he stinks. Uh, Dave Chappelle voice, <laughs> huh? <laughs> and I still would like to know how his how he played at Augusta on that ankle. You think there was foul play, or there was there was something nefarious going on? Sure. In true CBS style, we're going to get to this here in a second here. But first, <laughs> we've talked a couple of times already this year about the new Callaway Maverick driver. Uh, in addition to our good friend here, Mr. DJ Pie, who has put the Maverick Max into yeah. play, I believe, uh, we saw some switching of note in Saudi Arabia. Phil Mickelson put it in play this week and recorded a T3 finish, his best finish since winning at Pebble Beach last year. Someone else, I think, put it in play. I can't confirm. Legally. Legally, we can't mention it in an ad. We could not. But you could Google who switched to it this week. You could. By their own accord. You could totally figure that out. A Maverick Sub-Zero driver. It's one of the top one players in the world, (laughs) I would say. Yeah, for Um, sure. 
Although not anymore, I don't think, because I think Elon might have lost this. But anyways, by now you probably know that Callaway used artificial intelligence to design unique faces for each Maverick driver head, the Standard, the Sub-Zero, and the Max. Uh, what you may not know is that the new line of Maverick Fairway Woods also benefits from AI-designed faces. There's a Maverick Fairway Wood that will just fit just about anyone. There's a Standard head, again, the Sub-Zero head. Uh, typically used by the high-speed, high-spin players. And for those who need a little bit more help with the fairway wood, there's the Max. Uh, no offense, DJ, of course. No no offense to anyone. But I've never hit more fairways than I have <laughs> in the last, uh, like, two weeks playing the Max. So I, you do have a totally If it's a high-handicap club, like, I don't care. That's completely fine. We also need to discuss how you and Neil... I hit it past Neil twice. You and Neil... He, he was in the rough, but Might have still. had the weights wrong in your... Well, I don't need to okay. talk about that. <laughs> for an entire I year. I may have wasted... I can't believe that. I may have wasted two years of my prime <laughs> with, <laughs> yeah, with improper equipment. We can, we'll talk about that later. We don't have to get to that. Uh, through your own fault, for the record. Uh, artificial intelligence has optimized all these. They are built for distance. Check out Maverick Fairway Woods today at CallawayGolf.com. That's CallawayGolf.com. Before we get to this, we again got to mention Herbal Active. Sure. Mm. The, the official CBD brand of this house. Uh, you can use promo code NLU20 for 20% off your order at urbalactiv.com. Uh, I'm a big drops on the tongue. I'm using the 750 milligram for at night. And now I'm taking two before I play golf. Mm. And it has helped mm. me. When things go wrong, I don't get near. I'm much more calm. Sure. I'm much more centered. I feel very focused. Very zen. There's no THC in it. If you're worried about it, it's totally legal. Totally cool. Very legal. Very <laughs> cool. cool. Very cool. Go to herbalactive.com. U R B A L A C T I V. Use NLU20 for 20% off. No more DMs ask me to spell it. I spell it in every ad read, okay? You guys know how, how it's spelled now, okay? So check them out. And uh, now, if you're ready. One more thing. Oh, One more okay. thing. You know, I, I think neoliberalism, right? It's and let me quote this: prioritizes economic indicators like GDP growth and inflation. You know, what are we talking? Shots gained. Exactly. You know, inflating in, inflating their persona over uh, over social factors that might not be easy to quantify. So yeah, what, what were you? So say? yeah, why don't you so throw go some ahead with your defense. I'd say the safest block to be in in golf is to criticize somebody for not winning enough. I think that's the safest, okay. safest place to be. And you guys are standing very proudly on this block. <laughs> Ray's got a big sign up too. He's holding up a big sign. He's the sign guy on Instagram yeah, right exactly. here. Tony Finau doesn't win enough. Yeah, well, listen, tell me I'm wrong. I want to focus on a very specific point that the prosecution made here, which is the use of the word damning. Now there is a burden of proof that comes with that statement in that in that, you're assuming that him beating a bunch of players consistently is a bad thing. And that's the problem I have. The, 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 the biggest issue I have with critiquing or criticizing players that are consistently near the top but don't, quote, win enough. is or like quote, win at all. Well, he's won <laughs> once, technically. But golf is a different sport in that sports radio has trained us to say that Tony Finau is the loser of today. But we haven't even brought that up for the, we've given it like three years. Like, yeah. I agree with everything you're saying. If for he sure. ends his career with one win and it's Puerto Rico, I think that's probably like, what the hell happened there, sure. man? Or it also could be, and we did a whole wonderful study on this on no, like Jake Nichols did on no langup.com that says, Hey, Ricky, like in theory, like probably should have won a lot, but he run into a buzzsaw at this tournament and this tournament, this happened here. And like by the law of averages, he should have won this many tournaments. I would, I, without doing the study, I would imagine that Tony Finau's performance in the game has indicated that he probably should have won more. If your, if your position is that 
yeah, he's he can't handle the pressure. He's too nervous in that scenario and always chokes it away. I'm gonna need to see more evidence of that. But that because isn't that today kind of the point is like it, it's so the, he's a like a I don't know world ranking. Let me look it up. But is he's he thirteenth in the world? Okay, I was gonna say top fifteen player he's in the been, world. He's been a and he's but been like, a top forty player now. This is like his fourth year going. Like, I can think of like two times that he's ever been in contention. Two times? Like, actual, like, honest to God, like, last three, four holes of the tournament, like, oh, my gosh, Tony Fino might win this thing. Yeah, he's he's really good at being, like, fake in contention. Yeah. Masters, of course. I'd say that was pretty close to being in contention. Okay, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else? He was, uh, what was the Northern Trust, the playoff event in 2018? I don't know. I don't just because you playoffs. don't, re- just because you don't remember it, doesn't mean <laughs> could, that he has Listen, it who could say this is an indictment of you? This is <laughs> who, who this could is say the, the prosecution is completely unprepared, Your Honor. No, he was in the playoff at the HSBC Champions. Yeah, he that was this fall, right? Those don't count. No, 2018. 2018 against yeah. Xander. That was Xander a different time zone. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah, you can't just yeah. conveniently ignore the evidence here. The jury, I would like to call attention to the fact, he just needs a big break. <laughs> so finish second at the Hero World Challenge. <laughs> There you go. That was in contention. Does that not count? No, I just I, I hate that I hate in when people say LeBron has lost six times in the finals, like that's a bad thing. Like, would you rather him lose in the first round? <laughs> would you rather Finau finish T twenty? So and, like legitimately yeah, why? Honestly, why though? Honestly, I think I would. Why? <laughs> because it's 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 uh it's a complete like shit or get off the pot mentality for I me. I completely disagree. You're welcome to feel that way, but I just can't imagine a situation where it's better to lose to 18 more people than it is to one. I can't imagine. I can't. It's not all equal. Like, all finishes in it's golf not, are not equal. It's not. But isn't it the definition of, like, second place is just the first loser? Like, at some point, it's like, uh, yeah, like like third, fourth, seventh, eighth. Like, it, it's kind of all the same. If you're not winning... It's not, it, but I don't get how that's worse. How that's how that's worse than not being there. It's it's he not two shot no, lead. Of course, it's of not. Course. It's I, not. That's where I think we're just like fundamentally. We talking might be about talking two past things. each other. Yeah, exactly. I think that's I think that's what's going on. And he, I think he, I've almost come like three hundred and sixty degrees on this take to where like uh, talking about Ricky and like defending Ricky for the last three years, <laughs> four years. Like I'm so on your block. And with Finau, I don't know what it is, and maybe we can get into this next. But I don't know what it is about him. I don't know what it is about like uh, watching him, but. I think it's just feeling like you don't ever see him with like an actual chance to win it. It feels like the numbers are are fluffed a little bit or something. I don't know. And I know that's so. I know that's such a stupid. Trust your like eyes. Sports Trust radio your take. Yes, <laughs> it is. I know it is. But also, like, I can't shake it. I don't know what to say. Thirty-five times he's finished in the top ten, and like, it just never feels like he's going to win. Did it feel like he was going to win today? Honestly, like he had a two shot lead, kind of sort like with even then, I was play. like, "Oh, Webb's gonna birdie 18. Two shot hole lead with two holes to play, made two pars. Did you but think he was gonna t- make that putt on eighteen? Hell no, I did not. He didn't leave it in a great spot. <laughs> I did not think he was gonna make it, but that's not. He was if he you was wanted, shaky too. Like his uh, his drives kind of mid round. He nuked the drive on eighteen. The putt on ten was the, the putt on ten was big. The front nine was like the the most passive. And I know it was got more windy, and I know it got more firm and stuff, but just like. Hitting wedges to forty feet and hitting like he just there was no aggression. It didn't look like. And of course, let's just get out in front of this one. I'm a six handicap who fucking stinks. So like, of course, this is not me. You know, be like, oh, he should have done this. He should have done this, or he should have changed his swing this or or whatever. But it's just I don't know. It's kind of the kind of a uh, they are who we thought they were kind of situation today. 
I mean, so and what, everyone what tried to leave him off the hook, and he just wouldn't. As Tron said, everybody tried to crown him. Everyone tried to crown him, but he refused the crown, like Meghan Markle. Here's the, here's <laughs> as the part. Tron said, here's Maybe the part. Tron's best take in weeks. Here's the part where this all falls like fall, crumbles, though. Is okay. Webb doesn't make a clutch ass twenty foot putt. Like, what was Webb's percent chance? Maybe between five to ten percent that he would make that putt on eighteen. Probably ten percent at the most, like an eighteen footer, a PGA Tour player. So t- like ninety percent chance for him maybe to win just at that point. It more. Sure, maybe <laughs> if that's if that's what, you, the, the, what you're presenting as evidence here, I, the jury cannot convict. I think it on gets that. to the neoliberalism take. Well, I really like that. Like Webb, just, like what are the the numbers? Don't it fucking went in, man. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Like yeah, but, it had a ten percent chance to go in, but like I don't know, it went in. It's kind of the Spieth take, right? Or it's just like yeah, I don't I don't know how to explain it, man. But he just keeps like making them, so I, I'm not really sure what to what to tell you. How many how many like in the last four years? How many top tens does Webb have? Uh, who could possibly, I'm trying to. Who could possibly uh, yeah. say? How do, how do I use this PJ tool? Oh, it's website. the worst. How do I get to now? Oh, I got it. Hold on. It's the worst. I can't. I can't even. What did they do? What, what did you ask? Last four years? Or just like I yeah? Know. I just want to see like year by year. So 2020, like, he has four top tens as as mentioned. 2019, he has he had six. 2018, he had nine. 2017, he had six. 2016, he had two. Five, nine, five, seven, and then twelve in twenty eleven. Mm. That was wild. Those were dark times when him and Luke Donald were battling for Player of the Year. I, I think the juxtaposition is, you know, a guy like Webb, he just wins. He's he's able to win. And if I could sidebar, he kind of doesn't. <laughs> he's only won twice in the last like six years. Well, in the last six years, but it's still he's won six times on on tour. Yeah, and I, like I think that though, to your point, is yeah, he just like some guys they just kind of win. And then other guys, they just kind of like don't win. <laughs> so, do, do you think that Tony's not going to win? I think he might win a couple more, but like, is is Tony that's like a, that's a lot? A couple, like that's a lot. And, and that's I think I should preface all this. It's the same thing I talk about with Ricky. Like, is Tony a, a, like an excellent world class golfer? Of course he <laughs> is. Like, he's literally one of the twenty best golfers in the world. So, I think people have to realize this is like this whole discussion is taking place in a like relative. Uh, construct so like relative to other top 20 players i don't think his like career wins are going to be that impressive also like candidly it's just kind of more fun to talk about it like this than like yeah no i don't know i'm sure they'll come he's soon. an excellent golfer great player no, he's doing a lot <laughs> of things like really good it's a safe block <laughs> well, no, no i don't I think, think you're on the same block you're on the, you're on the block. safe block of saying like yeah just just be he's, patient he's a wait. very fine golfer <laughs> look at the look at the indicators he's no, very fine no it's it's way easier to keep betting that somebody's to not gonna win <laughs> that he's i'm gonna i will bet that he will win that's not as nearly as safe as like yeah he will continue not to win every t- time these guys teed up 144 dudes they gotta play against. but he's the 13th ranked player in the world like yeah yeah, yeah very good he's gonna he beats he's them going all the time. to win yeah but he just ha- like it's wild that he hasn't so what is that can we all agree on that do you think it's yes yeah, oh it's wild. okay well, i think it's a mathematical in case he kind of stinks for some reason i think it's a mathematical <laughs> anomaly that he didn't that like he should have won today through no fault of his own he was in great position if you'd have told him hey you get two pars in the last two holes with a two-shot lead, he'd probably probably take that chance. I, see, I think that's too. I, I think you're a slave to like the numbers there. Where I, you know, I, there's some human soft sciency, like just it factor involved. And, and I think some guys have it, and some guys don't. I mean, he throated the drive on 18, he hit did. a great wedge. He looked like ass on the front nine. But then though. he missed yeah. the putt. It was a tough. Like if putt. he makes any like anything else on the front nine, he wins. It, it, like let's be let's be real about something though. Like it wasn't. Like it wasn't a tap in putt, but 
many guys have made putts much more difficult yeah. to win tournaments. And Finau was 16th in strokes game putting today out of the field. So he didn't even have a negative strokes game putting today. True, but he just also yeah. like didn't hit it close enough to make anything. He was, yeah, 32nd in strokes gain approach today. It wasn't a great day approaching the year. Yeah. Conditions were tough. I, I, I just, I hate it. I hate, like, the part I have the hardest problem with is <laughs> is being close and and uh, not closing it out as being an indictment of somebody. If you want to say, like, hey, he can't putt very well in the final round. Like, he always sucks at putting the final round. He gets nervous. Like, that would, if there was evidence to support that, I'd be like, yeah, there's probably an issue here. Like, this is not great. Or if he's beating, like, 142 out of 143 other golfers, like, that's probably pretty good. And I think that's no, a for sure. It's for good. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. good. But... He kind of stinks. <laughs> <laughs> can we admit? Can you agree with us on that? <laughs> I think. I think the net net takeaway is, you know, we, Tony is now in focus. It's it's Ricky and it's Tony and well, that's the thing. Look, it's been bubbling under the surface. Let's at least just talk about it. Sure. Okay. I bet he wins twice this year. Cool. That's a, not a safe block. No, it's not. All right, I'll take that bet. Okay. I don't know what we're betting, okay. but <laughs> it's just yeah. You know. You could dunk on me if you sure. if you want. Yeah. All right, well, we'll twice. Save, twice save is a lot. That's we're like halfway through the season. Double already, his right? career total. Yes, I have. Wow. I, he's. I think he's. I think this is truly a year where he takes the next step. I thought today was he's part looking of it. for a big break. I've said that. <laughs> I keep saying that. That's all people are saying. <laughs> yeah. How dare you not count the big break win? You're going to keep That's citing true. Puerto Rico. Two wins. Two wins. Yeah. Two wins. <laughs> two professional wins. Uh, I, I think if you give me through the end of 2020, not just this you, season, but the end of 2020, the I'm asking for the reach around. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use a finger. <laughs> uh, How about speaking of that? What what did people mean when he's like? I heard one of the commentators saying Tony was hitting like two finger drives today. Oh, he's just feathering a two finger drive out there. What, what does that mean? What made sense out of the broadcast? Today? <laughs> Let me start with that. I think what they mean by that. Actually, I think there's some merit to that. And there Here, might be. I'm not saying it as like, oh, that's. I, I literally don't know what that talk, means. Talking to some folks about why he, you know, has quote unquote taken the next step in his game. It seems like he was a dude who like swung extremely wildly from the heels. I think as Tron would say, he would he used to be a, a hitter a lot more than a golfer. And I think he started he was to a thrower, not a pitcher. Yeah, he started to figure out how to be a lot more of a golfer. So I think that's like there are, So it's kind of his version of the Moab? Yes. Talking to someone like dude, he could hit it thirty past what he hits it now. But he, he just like he's like yeah three fifteen down the middle is is or, you know pretty good. So. Where does this saying like two fit like he I think only it's has just two kinda, fingers on the club. Or I don't think it's literal. I think it's just kind of like a you know we're, we're taking something off this one. Like instead of a full pour, it's like a two finger you, pour. Oh, maybe I, I really don't get it. Either. Maybe it's like it moves. It slides like the length of two fingers is like the curve in it. I don't, Maybe I, I don't know. I think it's just kind of like uh, enough about that. Did you just, <laughs> yeah, about, I don't know. Did okay. you know about the palindrome? Yeah, it was a palindrome. <laughs> I was about to circle back to that too. Lance, happy birthday! <laughs> Sixty-five. Oh. Where do you guys net out? How are those Super Bowl picks looking for this event? Do you guys like watching this event? I, I had a great time um, today. Actually, I mean the broadcast was ass, oh, but I, I thought it was fun. It's it's a, it's a fun event. What's fun about it? I think you know, no matter how kind of over corporatized 16 and, and really all of it is it's still cool to see that energy at a golf tournament um you know literally like a hundred thousand people going crazy I, I think the course actually showed out really well this week they had good conditions which helped uh my my big complaint i think it's fun to like see 16 early in the week but sunday we do not need the early telecast cutaways to watch like the non-factors play 16 yeah, we get it. Just 
actually show the the golf tournament on Sunday. Yeah, JT almost snuck up and won this thing, and they didn't show him until the 16th. <laughs> I, I have some other coverage takes. Yeah. Too. I don't know if we want to go there. But, oh, we, we but I, I like. I think the tournaments. I, I think, I think the tournaments good. I think they do a lot of good stuff. I think that. I mean, we kind of talk about this a lot, but I think the firm greens today helped a ton on yes. the competitive side of things, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't a dartboard out there, and um, I, I'm not pegging that as like why Finau didn't, you know, take hold of this thing because uh, he plays well in majors. And, yeah. Plays well all over the place, but like not quite well enough. <laughs> not quite well enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that made it. A, you know, I think in my head, if you if you ask me, like, oh, describe you know the waste management Phoenix Open from a golf perspective, I'd be like, oh, I don't know, like fifty five under wins, and it's a dartboard, and it wasn't that this week at all. And uh, not since they renovated it, yeah, it's, it's totally different, exactly. It's and it uh, like competitively seemed a lot more interesting this year. So it was, it was fun to watch. Two things. Um, I, I think, not. I swear this isn't as coverage takey as it sounds, but they don't do a, a good enough job of of presenting the atmosphere. Like, don't even like, don't even address it. Like, you, you, the broadcast is so sleepy that it makes that crazy ass atmosphere <laughs> doesn't bring it to yeah, life it's at all. It's like patronizing, not even or, remotely. It's like yeah. this is so crazy here. It's like, why am I asleep? Then that's yeah, one thing. Exactly. So like, yeah. that's so cool, and that's great. Like, yeah. it's great that there's one week on tour like this for people. And it is such a. If you've never been to it, like yeah, it's you should great. go to it once. It's it's super fun. It's it's wild. It yeah. really is, and it's amazing how like to like as a huge ass golf fan, I could go there and forget that I'm at a golf tournament. How much stuff's going we on? We probably say the same thing every year, but there are places you know that corner of the property, like 10, 16, 17, are nuts. But if you are a pure golf fan, like you can go watch golf out on, you know, 12, I wouldn't advise that. It's 13, 14, like it it gets. <laughs> You know, it's still a normal golf tournament. If it's not just, you know, if you've got kids or whatever, yeah. like it's kind of what I'm getting at. It's not just a big drunken buffoon fest. It certainly will be on like the the way in and the way out. But uh, you can kind of make your, your day whatever you want. One thing I will say though is that golf course coming down the stretch is awesome. It's to so watch. good. It is yeah. a tailor made PGA Tour golf course, and that's kind of faint praise a little bit, but it's a ton of half par holes with some history behind them, and specific things you know to look out for. You know what that first bounce on 17 means. You know when that shot tracer starts leaning left, like there's no, it never stops. Like yeah. It never stops when you go left on 17. Well, you mentioned the renovation. I, I didn't even really put it in that context, but I think you're totally right that like that history that you're kind of starting to build now is really like post-renovation. Yeah. You know I mean, like the last three or four years have been awesome golf tournaments to where you can build this bank of memories. Like I, I don't really remember stuff from – Back when you know, like Hunter Mahan won it or or stuff like that, but I think he won it, right? Didn't he? I think doesn't matter. Sure. But the point being, I don't really remember that stuff, but I remember a ton from the last the last three or four years. And so, yeah, credit to that renovation. I will say, eighteen is a bit of a boring hole to finish on. I, I thought think. it used to be harder. Like a lot they of made, they made it easy. It they made be, it harder. Yeah, because they it, made it harder. The church, the the new bunkering makes it more difficult. Just in my head, I th- thought it was like a. a Maybe I'm literally thinking of Oakmont, but <laughs> I just pictured it as like a much more difficult hole. Now, I granted, when you're downwind and Finau hits it 370, it's yeah. a flip wedge. Well, 15 is a, you know, it averaged 4.6 for the week, which is plenty of birdies, but like there's a good chance for bogeys there. You can go in the oh, water yeah. very clearly. Uh, 17 is obviously an opportunity for at 51 bogeys at 17 this week, average 3.7. Shout out to Max Homa for making two mega pars after oh, yeah. after two water balls on 15 God, and 17. He was sending it. 
Uh, 14 is a is you know was today a really tough par four, uh, sandwiched in, but not too tough. It was 4.4, but it was playing harder than 13. The par five was. So the point is, there's a ton of holes there where it's like, oh wait, he's making a run because he birdied 13. But then you got to play the tougher hole. There's just a ton of back and forth. Very, very, very. Twelve is a great hole too. Very, like very with the water yeah, in the back. Very Augusta light in that regard. Yeah. In terms of like birdie opportunities available in the back, you know, guys should make birdie if they're going to win these tournaments on some of these holes. Um, so I, I really enjoy watching the tournament in that regard. There, are, I'm trying to think of other great finishes on the PGA Tour, like non-major, like the finishes you see every year. Like what, what else is in that category besides like Sawgrass? I'd say maybe like River Highlands is in that. I think they have mm-hmm. a cool finish with the. The drivable par four and then the par five, par I, three. I think. Well, I always say Riviera. Yeah, I, I think that like whole whole courses, but like fantastic. <laughs> juxtapose that with farmers or something like Tory Pines. I don't know. No. I'm not doing the the Tory Pines architecture thing again. But like 18 is cool because there's birdies. But like 15, 16, 17, I can't really tell you much. Even though I've been there and watched the tournament every year, like I I can't really tell you much. Do about you like those the holes. finishing stretch at Quail Hollow? Uh, I would. I'd remember. It. 17 the par three, yeah. I remember water, 17 yeah. and 18. 18's cool, 18's got the crew, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they have the where Ricky short, got his first win, yeah. And they have the short four, uh, I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't really 14, 14, 14's a short four, short three, 14 and 15 are the birdie holes. And then you finish. With, I don't love finishing with three straight brutal holes, I like the, yeah. mi- the mix of TPC Scottsdale is genuinely fantastic. And 17, I think Kapalua is kind of cool with that, yes, the really hard 17th and the birdie hole 18th, yeah. But 17 is somehow an underrated hole with how much intrigue there is on at Phoenix, at Phoenix, yeah. yes. And I know everyone goes for it, but I think some of the uh, uh, some things like you can say it's not really risk reward if everyone goes for it, but that's not really the point because if you bail out right, you've like you've you're not you've not yeah. taken on the risk and you're not going to get rewarded. It's not easy from the right side. There's a reason why you see guys hug that left so hard is that's where the birdies come from. Yeah. And they when they move that pin around them, when they put that pin in the back on Saturday, the scoring average goes up every single year cuz it's just way tougher to get to that pin. There's so much intrigue to that hole and I love 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 watching guys play it. I don't care if it means they're going to shoot more under par. Give me holes like that that are extremely interesting to watch. Yeah, I thought the it was. Th- I can't, like, was what it helped your guys' argument not to do work for it. <laughs> Finau not taking driver on 17 was curious in my mind. And like hitting it, it taking an iron off 10 where you can just blow yeah. it over that corner and hitting an iron in the bunker. Like that's kind of the stuff. I'm not going to do your job for uh, you. No, but yeah. you're, thanks for bringing that to our attention. That's no, it's disclosure. You got to show your notes to the other the other legal team. That doesn't mean make Shots your legal my, case for my cousin you. Penny. It's called disclosure, you dickhead. <laughs> I think the tournament, last point, I remember like why did I used to really enjoy. Uh, watching and I will say that the combination of McCord and Faraday on the coverage I, I thought was a great match for the energy yeah and now without both of them it's to your point it, it just seems flat like Davis Love trying or whoever was on 16 trying to explain like oh my god it's bananas like yeah I think it was really Novolo s- but the <laughs> fact that you don't remember you're not really s- you're not really selling it to me yeah um yeah, that's that's a good a good take. It seemed like McCord and Faraday were the only guys who would actually like fit in. Yeah, like who could go sit in the grandstands and like have some beers and hang out. Whereas everybody that I can, could possibly picture on the CBS team now is people just cop right, right. cop <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I had a buddy that went for the first time this year. Uh, to your point about you know if you get a chance go and I I asked him to describe the experience, and he sent me a text. He said. It's a holy, talking about number 16, a wholly forgettable golf hole in the midst of a booze-soaked sea of Instagram influencers 
creating a memory I'm so glad that I had, but not sure I want to experience again. Oh, it's the, it's the yeah, most like good have done it once. Yeah, yeah totally. he said a couple. He said I did call it a day short, and I got a flight 16 hours early. <laughs> <laughs> 16 is a very forgettable hole in every regard other than the crowd. What do you think, over four rounds, what do you think is the, the most distance somebody had into 17? 86 yards. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, 57 yards. I want to give a, a shout-out to Adam Shank. Uh, it was 125 yards. He made bogey. But uh, other, <laughs> than, other than that, it was 89 yards. So, yeah, you guys were mm-hmm. right, in the, right in the wheelhouse. I think Finau was going for it and maybe just, I don't know if he hit it like spinning or something. I just haven't seen that, that bunker. bunker come into play for anyone. Yeah. I, I mean, I know people have hit it in it, but it, no one that's really in contention hits it in that bunker, I don't think, yeah. which was just a, just a curious play. And I, I think it almost brought more trouble into play. I know he's trying to play short of the water, I'm sure. Yeah. But like just pound driver, and you're, I mean, he made par still, but I don't know. I think he would have, could have put a little, kept a little more pressure on Webb. I think Webb saw a, an opening there when that happened. But a couple of people on the scatter chart that looked like they hit it left of the water, which is sick. Would there like was to, one. There was like one that went way, 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 way left uh, of of the water, which was, there was Martin Trainer hit one. <laughs> Martin Trainer and uh, Matsuyama. <laughs> Mackenzie Hughes hit one that looks like yeah. it was left of it somehow and somehow made birdie. Um, anyway. Mega angle. What do you guys think of the uh, of the bibs? I thought they were cool. I'm in on that. Yeah, I thought that was I great. Think that's, I, that's I actually, cool touch. I saw that. I didn't think about it since you, until you said it. But yeah, I remember seeing that and being like, "Oh, you know what? That's a good way to tie your brand to the yeah. to the tournament and do something that doesn't like punch people in the face." And yeah, it was great. What I don't know. They're like it, the reflective like uh, trash collector, the caddy bibs. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't notice. Hmm. Well, there you go. There's a free ad for waste management. Uh, good thinking. One thing maybe we could make this a segment on the pod is putting into perspective what 14 million. For charity means like that's waste nuts. management. Yeah. That's insane. It's nuts. That's insane. I don't like, We can continue to monitor that as the year goes along for as far as you know who is leading in that category, what that means. But that is so much money for charity. Yeah. And I know it just kind of like you always say, it kind of glosses over when they say it on there on the broadcast and whatnot. But that's seriously impressive. Stuff. I know we, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when Trinity Forest moved away, but like the the whole thing with AT and T and you know they they're. Charitable donations bump down from like six million to three million, and when you yeah, when you really like start breaking that down into, you know, okay, there's a bunch of nonprofits around your your place that now have fifty percent less budget. It's like oh, dude. that's not good. Yeah, it's like yeah, maybe this you know the seventeenth hole is not great, but like maybe that's not totally the most important thing. The only thing I have to say about I don't know if you guys felt it with waste management, like the crowds being a bit lighter this year. Because everyone was in uh, King Abdul Economic City for <laughs> <laughs> the Saudi Invitational. Uh, just a, ain't no party like a King Abdul Economic City party. Outstanding turnout at the event and a great preview for the Premier Golf League, which the I'm sure crowds over there looked bananas. Yeah, it <laughs> looked like children of men over there. It's just complete desolate wasteland. How much of that did you guys tune into this week? Uh, none. Yeah, 0.0, 0 shots. I went back and watched uh, McDowell's round today. Shout out to the European Tour. They do uh, those cool like p- final round recap videos on, on YouTube, which are awesome. So I was able to watch McDowell's pretty much his whole round. Uh, looked like he was an absolute grinder out there today. It was not uh, it was not going well. Not easy. But yeah, it was just willing in some putts. And I fucking love Graham McDowell, man. And that was it He's was the real one. The ultimate Alonzo morning gif of like, man, like G Mac played the Saudi event. Like, God, that sucks. But good for him. But now he's in the top 50, and he's going to get in the Masters. He's going to get the WGCs. We're going to get to watch him more. Like, ah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty fun. good. But even that's like, that's different than 
you know, again, Phil or Stenson or Brooks or any of those guys. Yeah, it's a uh, – he, he did get a bad time thanks yeah. to him giving a TV interview in the middle of his <laughs> round. I just don't <laughs> understand. Why is it that slow play blows – there's no rhyme or reason. There's no common sense that ever comes into play with any of the thought process of any of the design of any of the rules around slow play. Like, can or, we or not? at least that's how it gets messaged. I'm sure maybe there's more going on behind the scenes, but yeah, it never seems to be handled. What is well. the specialty of a rules? Like a rules official should have like referees in basketball have. I mean, they don't necessarily do a great job of it, but like have a standard for how they call a foul. Not all referees would call it the same. But, like there is judgment that goes into that. Like why can't there be some kind of judgment? We all know slow play when we see it. JB Holmes at one point took a minute and 20 seconds on his putt on 17. CBS actually cut away from him lining it up to show a shot on 18, then came back to him. Like, that is slow play. Like, that should not be allowed. But there's no, never any common sense that comes with this assessment of this penalty. I don't so you're, understand. You're it. looking to just turn people loose with uh, martial law. Let's call them like you see them. Maybe, I think maybe that's what Slugger White has. He yeah, never exactly. calls penalty on anyone. But I just don't, yeah. That's not, that's not the story of the week, I think, from Saudi. But I will say there were breathtaking views of the Red Sea, uh, which, Brooks had told me to look out for. So the leaderboard was low key, like v, v- good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna pretend like I like I said like I watched it. But uh, no, I didn't watch any know, of it either. They're doing it. I respect yeah. that. Maybe that should be the. You know, maybe that's a key takeaway. It, they had like maybe literally one of the best leaderboards they'll be all year. Uh, G Mac, Dustin, Phil, Thomas Peters, answer. Victor Dubisan. I didn't know he still played golf. Sergio. <laughs> Timer, Lowry, all in the top thirteen, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not watching." Like, shout out to Sergio for making it all four rounds this year, though. He did that's not, true. Not get That's disqualified. Showing him so. his true self. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a uh, there was a good piece by Dave Shedlos- Dave Shedlosky, uh, Golf Digest, Golf World. Honest, candidly, I don't know if those are different or the same, but GMAC split with uh, Pete Cowan, which I had never thought about this before. This was the first time I've ever like thought about a player in this way, but. He was like, yeah, I just couldn't see Pete enough because I literally like wasn't playing the top 50 schedule anymore. And he, he works with, you know, Stenson and like all those guys who are, you know, these like big name players. He's like, yeah, they're all playing like WGCs and I'm playing like opposite field events. So like I never get to see this dude anymore. And uh, so he started working with Kevin Kirk, uh, who I think was a disciple of of Pete Cowens. And yeah, kind of got things dialed in. And I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit there. We need to get GMAC back on. He, he yeah. was kind of he was on the pod the fall of 2017. Uh, he's had a lot of success in various ways since then. I think he was. Uh, yeah, we need him. We need him back on to tell some more. He was kind of down on his game and his future at that time. Yeah, and uh, obviously he was still a great guest. But we need to get him back on to uh, to tell some. He stories. said a lot of cool stuff after the after the round too. Just about you know all this stuff can can be like throwaway uh, kind of trite fluff or you know you can kind of take it to heart but he's talking about his kids you know he's like had a couple I think a couple kids now and just kind of what you hear Tiger talk about where it's like you know I've never played well since they've like been old enough to really realize what's going on and so all they could do you know either I can like have a second chapter to my career and they can see it or they can just watch old clips on YouTube and so I'm trying to you know actually do something in real life which that's I, stealing I, from the cat there. it is yeah, but it's, that's great. it's it's true like it's, that was a cool way to think about it I also was thinking like you know if you're going to take a bunch of uh, MBS's money like spending it on Guinness is 
in a good way to go Orlando, I guess, is as good a way as you know as any to spend it. So. We talked a lot of uh, World Tour, Premier Golf League Tour, uh, last week on the pod. I think me, Tron, and DJ went about an hour uh, discussing it. Big Randy, you know, you weren't with us last week. I just want to kind of get uh, let the listeners in on what your initial reaction is to the to the tour, the proposed tour. Where you, where you, where are you on it? Well, as it shares my initials, I'm completely all in. I wholeheartedly endorse. A lot uh, of people are thinking that you were the guy in the press release responding <laughs> to all those questions. You are PGL. <laughs> you are PGL. <laughs> Philip um, Gordon Landis. I think... Uh, <laughs> or is it George? It's George. Okay. My sincere take is I think it's interesting. Almost as a chaos agent, I think... Uh, I don't know. I don't have any answers. What, I, I mean, are there aspects of the PGA Tour that I think need to change? Will this be a catalyst for some of those things, potentially? Um, I don't know. I know that's not a great answer, but I, I, I need more information. The situation the is being release. monitored. It's all I, there. I, no, I know. I, the press release actually was <laughs> was kind of funny. Um, I was I was a fan of that. I think it, the only it's it's interesting. I mean, if I had to bet, you know, does it ever get off the ground and and have legs? No, probably not. Just because something like that, there's like so much shit that can go wrong and and whatnot. But. Uh, well, the, the developments on this front since we last talked about it were Monahan like drew a line in the sand. Pretty yeah, boldly. Send, it was like, send an email to players. So it was basically like, you will not be a member of both of these things. You, you're going to have to choose one or the other, which I think, you know, you kind of see that coming. I don't think there's any, you know, the whole, the PGL, like, yeah, we plan to work with with these guys. Like, yeah, well, I don't think they're going to be down with that. As soon as, basically, as soon as this gets off the, if it get would ever get off the ground in any kind of way, shape, or form as how they've proposed it, uh, which, as we said many, many times in the last podcast, like, they can propose anything they want because it's just like a pie in the sky idea. But if it does, like the PJ Tour immediately becomes a feeder tour for it, right? And so there are many, many interests uh, in that the PJ Tour would have in not letting that happen. It is kind of funny to see uh, the PGA Tour start to uh, pull the open doors card, which for those that don't know that, it's when uh, they use an op- a function called open doors to essentially take over PGA Tour players' accounts to retweet their own content or share their own content. Uh, I believe the tour players or agents have to approve the post once it once it goes through, but they basically... So go in and whenever you see a tour player's tweet that looks incredibly obvious that they didn't write it, just click on it and see if it's via Open Doors, and then you know it came exactly straight from the PGA Tour, which is kind of sick, because it felt like they went on the defense pretty quickly of, like, love the love the at PGA Tour here, like, congrats <laughs> on the $3 billion in charity, like, so proud of what the at PGA Tour has built. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of that was uh, bad timing or conspiracy, but... Yeah, it's just kind of funny. It's funny. It's I, I don't think they things. timed up the three billion dollar announcement with all of this uh, happening. I'm guessing that was in the in the works for a couple of weeks. But. I think they timed up the players' uh, purse amount increasing that be, that very be, much. So that could be true. What was that cricket documentary you watched? It's called Explained, and it's about it's called T20. I think it's called T20. So they, there's Explained series on Netflix that you know it does like. A whole episode on the female orgasm, or <laughs> I was wondering which one was going to be the, the one that was top of mind for you. <laughs> Say that again. Let me, write, let me write that down. Uh, I don't remember anything that was said on that episode, but uh, so yeah, there's I one on that one. the human brain or music and all these things, and just kind of it's it, they do one on cricket and how this T20. It's I wouldn't even call it a variation of the sport. It's like a different sport of cricket that. Uh, 
became made for TV. It is probably I watch it. and I'm like, oh my god, this could be golf. Yeah. Like, holy shit! Well, is the normal version of golf pretty boring? Like that was my takeaway. We watched that whatever like a year ago, two years ago, and that was exactly the the uh, reaction that I had was just, oh my god, someone's going to make another tour. Like this is so so obvious, so obvious that like this is the the world that we live in. Like the PJ Tour is not built for being a pure entertainment product. Like it's just not. It's it does a really good job. Um, with kind of like the tools and the restrictions that it has, but like it is, not, it's the whole thing we said last time. It's, you know, if you were going to start over, you wouldn't build it like you do now. You wouldn't make it a member-run organization. You wouldn't make it, you know, all these different things. You would be focused solely on media and creating rivalries and creating all these like crazy things, and that just can't always happen in the way it's set up now. And I think, yeah, the the point in asking that was, you know, I think that's a model for the PGL. Um, of course, there's countless other examples that have not gone well. Um, the XFL and all these other sports a- leagues. XFL 1.0 or 2.0? It's <laughs> back, one, baby. I should say 1.0. Good point. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I, I guess you know, like like I like to say a lot. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be <laughs> it'll be interesting to watch, but. Um, I'm more and more convinced that it's got to be. They've at least struck some team. nerves. Yeah. You know, they they've at least. They, they're some of their thinking is at least interesting and varied enough uh, that you know it's worthy of attention. Well, an interesting note. This will be uh, we can play this now. We uh, I went down and interviewed Peter Jacobson uh, this last week, and he we talked. He was kind of in the room, I guess, not kind of. He was in the room when Greg Norman proposed uh, the world tour idea in the '90s, and we talked in great detail about it. I'm going to play a little clip of that interview now, a story of, you'll hear it right now, a story about Arnold Palmer and how that all played out. Mr. Palmer. Mr. Palmer. I was playing in the Shark Shootout, Greg Norman's tournament in Los Angeles in the early 90s. I was playing with Arnold Palmer as my partner. And Greg called us all to a board room, board, board meeting, a boardroom at uh, Sherwood Country Club, and he had a proposal for us. So I was one of 20 or 24 players, and they're all the named players that you would know. Payne, Hale Irwin, Lanny Watkins, Bruce Liskey, Curtis Strange, Arnold, um, on and on. And Greg proposed a new tour. It was called a world tour. There would be 48 or 50 players. There would be 20 tournaments worldwide. Big money, big opportunity. And we were all invited to be a member of the tour because we were in the top 50 on the world rankings. Arnold Palmer was completely insulted because he said to Greg and everybody in the room, he said, fellas, when I was playing in my heyday, I was one of the big three. It was Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, and Gary Player. And he said, how many times do you think we were approached about breaking off and starting our own tour, our hand-picked tour of 20, 30, 40 players? And we said, well, probably quite a few times. And he said, yeah, that's right. And you know why I didn't do it? Because it would have been detrimental to the game and it would have hurt the PGA Tour, and he and he got up and walked out. He said, if you guys want to do this, good luck to you. I'm out. I'm done. Now, Arnold wasn't playing much golf back then in the early 90s. We played a lot together in some best ball tournaments, Shark Shootout, Fred Mar Challenge, CVS Charity Classic. But Greg knew that it was a destructive idea because the PGA Tour, when it was formed in 68, 69, there were just a few players. They broke away from the PGA of America to form the tour, and then it's grown into what it was then and what it continues to be today. 
Now I'll say this: if it's if it's about the game, making the game better, I'm all for it. But if it's only about money, which this seems to be what it is, then I want nothing to do with it. It's destructive. I'll I'll echo what Arnold said: if it's about money, I want no part of it. Because think about it: if we'd done the world tour with Norman back in the '90s, or or Greg and or excuse me, the big three had broken off. You never would have heard of Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or any players, uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, because the tour would have been fragmented. And I'm not sure you would have been able to put all the pieces together once Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. I don't know who's behind this, but this echoes so much what Norman tried to do. Don't forget, we would have had to have rescinded our tour membership back then also. Now this new tour member, this new tour that comes out, they're going to do 18 tournaments, and they're going to help the PGA Tour. That's a lie. There's going to be only 18 tournaments that Tiger or Rory or Phil or Justin play. They're not going to go play Tampa or Greensboro or the Bob Hope or the, the American Express. They're not. They're not going to do that. And I would say again, if it if the tour was hurting for money. And these players were hurting for money. I might, I might understand it, but they're not. The tour is flourishing. They're flourishing. I just wonder maybe if there are some agents, some of these players' agents behind it, looking to, to get richer. I don't know. But I worry about the influences these players are uh, and the advice they're getting because that's why I wish Arnold were still alive. And I don't know what Jack says, and I don't know what Gary says. I'd like to hear from them, but I think it's a bad idea, and I think it's a destructive, destructive scheme. So, yeah, look forward to that interview in its totality uh, on Tuesday night. The audio of part of I'll explain it this week. The audio kind of got messed up a little bit, but we, we're, we're, making, we're making lemonade. Did you ask him about the FedEx Cup wrap? I did, but I don't know if that got recorded because mm. we had about five mm. different recordings. We had <laughs> some lost audio. Sure. I don't know what's there and what's not, honestly. Uh, we're we're going to see what happened there. But we did talk a lot of music and how, how all the songs that he uh, that he played with Jake Trout and the Flounders. Shout out to yeah. Jake Trout and the Flounders. So, no, he was uh, – I love getting to know – the TV personalities, I love getting to see them outside of their TV personality. You know, yeah. like I kind of get – more in long form and hear them discuss certain things. So maybe more on that to come this next week. We'll see. All right. So – you want to mention the uh, the Rory Q and A? Yeah, uh, big massive shout out to uh, Paul Kimmage uh, at the Examiner, Irish Examiner, I believe. Mm-hmm. He does these long form Q and As with Rory McIlroy. Uh, I believe the last one was in 2017, and he dropped part one of that uh, his latest installment. This, I guess, today uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. I think, is yep. the first time I saw it floating around. Anyways, and it's just it's awesome, man. Like I, I don't know how to. I've been thinking all day on like how to describe it, and he, I think he actually does the best job of describing it up front in his his intro. And luckily, I had time to read the whole thing today in uh, its totality during the commercial breaks uh, <laughs> of the golf. So I that was nice to be able to multitask. But he sets it up with kind of this great anecdotes about like which is something I know that we are very familiar with, which is the world that we live in now of media and superstars and trying to get time with people and trying to get, uh, you know, them to be their authentic selves. And it just, for a million reasons that you can agree with or not agree with, it just doesn't happen. It's always set up by, you know, he talks about Roger Federer, uh, doing an interview that, you know, the, the journalist was forced to ask about Moe Shandon, uh, champagne. And you had like 
this Nadal interview where someone had to ask about this. And it just turns into such a brand orgy uh, that is impossible to get around and impossible to like live without the access to these guys. It's just like it has put journalism in a really shit spot um, for, for quite a few years now. And so the one notable megastar exception to that rule that any of us has come into contact with is Roderick McElroy, uh, who... I don't know. Like, unless we're missing something, just appears to be the the realest of the real. And he's the real one. I, I think we can. I don't know. I think we've seen enough of him, and you know, talked to him enough now to to know that I don't think we're getting swindled or duped. Um, but hoodwinked, bamboozled, or, or, or hoodwinked. Uh, but anyways, he Paul had the same experience that that we've had with Rory, which is, you know, just hey, let's sit down and talk with zero strings attached and I'll tell you actual answers to actual questions. And it just, God, it turns out so good. And it just reminds you of why you want to root for Rory so much. Yeah, it's, it's this is only part one and there's several good parts to come from what I've gathered. And it's it's just fantastic. It's it's stuff that I would like to think I knew, but I didn't know about how things like played out in 2018 and 2017 and the things we look back on and how he came to the decision to hit a certain club off of the tee at Portrush on the first tee and how much all that meant to him. And it's it's fantastic. And it is it does not exist, like you said, uh, and like Paul said, in, a, in anywhere else really at the top level of golf. So it's definitely worth your time. No more. Don't stop bitching or coming to me for your username and password. It's literally free to read. I thought it was gonna be like behind a paywall. Like literally, just sign into Google and you can read yeah. the, read the article. Please Honestly, do. like you could just put a fake email address. Or no, I guess you do got to confirm your email address. Whatever it is, just, but yeah, just I, do it. Yeah, just do it. Hey, this is kind of the whole thing. People need to get paid, man. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> we can't afford to starve it's on praise alone, Randy. It doesn't even cost you know. money. It doesn't even cost money. So yeah. it's definitely worth your shout, shout out, little women. shout out to little women. Me and Randy got a uh, movies trap draw that's coming out this week, actually. Um, Can't wait. We both thoroughly enjoyed Little Women. Oh. That's a quote from, what's her, I don't forget her name. Mary Alcott something. Mary Louise Alcott. Mary Louise Alcott. Speaking uh, of... Uh, Louise May Alcott. Louise May Alcott. Yeah. That's what it is. Speaking yeah. of being hoodwinked and bamboozled, I got. I have to raise my hand. I was duped. Uh, I too was duped. Uh, <laughs> the, the clip of uh, Webb Simpson's hole-in-one on Saturday, it really does sound like... Uh, as the ball's rolling in, Faldo starts like mumbling something as he always does. It sounds like Nance goes, stop talking. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't. He actually says like, I'm talking really, really good. They fall all over each other. It's horrible. But just so you know, he didn't He didn't tell Faldo to stop talking. As badly as I wanted that to be the case, I had to delete the tweet. That's really cool, man. I know. Uh, yeah. But I yeah, I was, I felt like Ja Rule there. I was, uh, <laughs> it was my own personal fire fest. <laughs> I wanted that moment to be the case. A um, couple questions we got from, uh, and we, we're going to wrap this up. Alec Hansen, how is 16 not the playoff hole? You see this pretty much at every tournament. It's 18 just because of moving the crowd, especially a crowd that size, yeah. would be a nightmare. I think this is one of the few tournaments that's like, no, no, we're playing 18 until we're done. I don't think they move at any point. Uh, no, that's not true. They Because I was out Slugger there. Slugger on 18 today said. Oh, maybe they changed it. I, he said, we're going to keep playing 18. I think. I remember when it was 18. Ricky and... Uh, in Hideki, it went to like five holes or whatever. I remember because I was walking all five holes, and it was definitely not just eighteen. Who, who were you walking with? <laughs> I was walking with. Uh, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> I was walking with Bubba Watson. Uh, very boy. randomly, I don't think he would remember that. But oh yeah, well, we had wanna, a great conversation. I want to point this out. Go look at Bubba's going to. I think do this forever. Only play well in even numbered years. Only yeah, in Ryder Cup I know, years. It's wild. He's going to go had, away, and we'll be finally done with him. And then Ryder Cup year, and he's going to make the team on points. I had he's going to go yeah. one and four, 
and we're going to go do it all over again. I had that in my little like miscellaneous notes. It was like, I don't, this doesn't fit in anywhere else, but like, I regret to inform you, Bubba's playing really well. Yep. And he's probably going to win really soon. I don't know what happened with that shot on 16. Well, it, could be, it, could be, it could be Riviera. <laughs> he probably will win Riviera. Uh, John Dempsey, what the fuck was in the pond <laughs> along 18 when Webb was lining up his shot? Looked like the Caddyshack gopher. Uh, correct. You'd be right. Yeah. The why of that question, <laughs> I think, would be the important part of it. We can't confirm it was the actual gopher from Caddyshack. No, I don't know why this was happening. It was a lookalike. Uh, but that was a thing. They were using it on transitions all week. Yeah. Dominic Gallo. <laughs> Shout out to Calvin Benjamin. Dominic uh, Gallo, thoughts on how Webb's one in five playoff record coming into today being deemed pretty darn good by Faldo. Uh, how that impacted Finau's first putt in the playoff. I'll hang up and listen. I just wanted to get one more. Well, I would point out that, you know, being in six playoffs, like that's a good thing, right? It, it, is, to, a, it is a very good thing. Solid. It is a very good thing. That's pretty darn good. You're exactly right. Uh, <laughs> um, where in uh, Mike Striak, where in the world was Max Homa going with that shot? He absolutely yoinked into the lake. Uh, listen, he, he was, was going for the win, he was going for the win, listen, is what he was man, doing. He was, he was trying his best, he was sending it. He did uh, text us afterwards that he hit the quote Nuki Boy three iron, <laughs> uh, which is patented by Neil. Neil always says, you know, I could either hit like you know, I could a either Lars. hit I got Lars a stock eight or I could hit the Nuki Boy nine, and so I think. Maybe Max was trying to squeeze another another yard or two out of that three iron and smothered it a little and bit. And then he made a mega five. And then he made the mega five. So, yeah. <laughs> Asa Chastain was, was the sauciest thing this week, Harry Higgs's bull dance. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. Harry Higgs quickly becoming a fan favorite with his uh, West Coast swing. Like, honestly, I don't think it's that hard of a formula. Just be... Just be like a normal human yeah, being. Just be right? yourself. Just like one iota of personality. Yeah, just be exactly. Cool. Just be cool. Like, everybody wants you to be cool. <laughs> Nobody's rooting for you to be a dick. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna concede this and some more evidence for the prosecution here. Jay Andre Andreef, uh, does Finau have a kid for every close but no cigar? Oof, oof. A runner-up trophy might, might be a correlation causation situation. I can't say there's any relation there. <laughs> a runner-up trophy for each of his kids. Uh, <laughs> a lot of kids. Um, May Gusta, what do you think it will take for Tony to finally be able to close and get a win this year? I think we covered that for the most part. Um, well, we didn't talk about what would change. Yeah, maybe hey, he's. I, I again, more evidence for you guys. His putting stats are not very good. Like he should be about. He needs to improve his putting. Oh, like last think, year, and I think I actually left putter. that out. Um, so all those things, like he did. This is gonna be a mistrial. No, 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 no. Didn't I, put in any I work. Was trying into to this. No, I was trying to prove a point that like all his stats are so good. The one stat that's not so good coming into this week in putting, he was 140th on tour. Which not he great. putted really well. Putted great. Didn't he putt well this week? Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Just a coincidence, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand what the coincidence is. Just couldn't win. I don't know how it happened. He just couldn't win the one week he fun, so I just didn't, didn't win. Sean Bisson. Webb Simpson is a very good player, but what is it about him that just makes him one of the least exciting and almost downright boring guys to watch, or am I being too harsh on him? Uh, like, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's wrong. No, I don't. It's a little... I, I think it's just like almost too, maybe too it's polished. Kind of vanilla, you know? Yeah, yeah vanilla. Kind of vanilla. I think this is an extremely unrealistic hurdle for golf fans to get over. But if you go out and do extensive amount of your own research and talk to people that know him and can tell you the amazing stories there are out there about him, which there are, a genuinely great person. Like if you knew the stories, you wouldn't 
ever root against him. He's a class act. He's a class but act. But like, like a lot of guys get painted as class acts and aren't actually yes, class that's, acts. That's a good take. That's true. Name Webb names. genuinely is. <laughs> you won't. He is genuinely a class act. And he, like that is the only, re- the reason I've kind of gone from making fun of him a lot is kind of like, there's no real, at least when it's we kinda, started, at least when we started, done his time, it was right? totally fun. Like part of the bit was like just randomly hating players that didn't deserve to be hated. And then it's gone away. Is that? I was gonna say. Well, I'm, that has not made it to this that. end of the table. Yeah. It's gone away, but like you at least got to be fair. Sully's got to talk to him. <laughs> you at least got to be fair. No, I don't know why you said that, man. I think he was. I think he was joking. He doesn't actually think you're dead. Yeah. Tron took over the account that day. Uh, no, I think it, it, you got to at least like be fair to the person. Like, there's Bubba gives you plenty of reasons to dislike him. Webb does not give you any actual real reasons to dislike him. Sure. Yeah, fair. No, I, think that's, I think that's, that's a good fair. Yeah, yeah. That's, in, yes, yes. I, I will say though, getting back to like using golf purely as entertainment and separating out like any tiny, tiny, tiny bit of like journalistic, you know, integrity we have to have. Like if we were just as fans, sure. it's fun to just hate people for, for sure. sure. Sports hate, oh, sports yeah. hate. Yes. yes, that's a good way to. Yes, I think that's. Hate. I think the word you said, you know, was like entertainment. Like sometimes Web's not entertaining. Oh, for sure. That's that's kind of it. Like it's a, like I said, it's an extremely yeah. big hurdle to be like, hey, totally. go out there and find reasons yeah, to root no, for exactly. Webb. Oh, I will yeah. say one. Yeah. He did the Jungle Bird dirty. That's that true. was that was he spiked he, the football in the Jungle Bird. But he had already the authorities already had the an point under had been made. Yeah. Enjoy also, the jail cell, pal. Well, that was that was very classless. <laughs> kind of a gross un- misunderstanding of the law as well. Like I don't know what, what he thought he was going to get prosecuted with. I mean, I think Jungle Bird's got like a ticket for that. I don't think Jung- he goes to jail for that. Jungle Bird, if you're listening, we've Jungle re- Bird, I've tried to reach out to you so many times, <laughs> many, many, many times, many times to come on any podcast. And <laughs> you keep ducking us, but if you're listening, we'd we'd love to have you anytime. Breaking news that I think we can wrap the pod with. Uh, Paul Tesori, a great player in his own right, has confirmed nothing, but he said, I'm a solid 50-50 right now on my flight. Webb keeps messing everything up with this good play thing. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens if he makes mm-hmm. it to Buckhorn Springs by 1 o'clock tomorrow for the shotgun start <laughs> tournament we're in tomorrow. <laughs> are, are we? I, I have another announcement. Randy and myself and Tron are also playing, making our return to competitive right. golf this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, Playing in the FSGA one-day event at Amelia Island, uh, the Die Oak Marsh course, I believe. There's six people in our flight. Uh, and three of them are me, Randy, and Tron. So, <laughs> it's the uh, gross division. It's the gross division. Yeah, not allowed. Not everyone wants to be the man in the arena in the gross division. No, no, no safety in. net of strokes. Handicap it. Handicap it right now. Like, what are your three odds? Well, we can to literally win? handicap it. Like, Tron has the lowest handicap. <laughs> like, what is Tron's? I, mean, odds I don't know the other three guys. I know. So. But that's the part of the fun. I what, did what some, would you put I did some snooping. Okay. Uh, I think there's a, a guy in there. They're all guys. So I think one of there's a guy in there who is. Uh, like a 1.4. Listen, that's going to be tough to Which beat. is going to be real tough to beat. We're hoping for an off day for him. <laughs> Hopefully the wind blows. I think the guy playing with us is like a 5.6. So I think uh, we can go toe-to-toe yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. We should bring uh, a camera. And then the like other guy was filming. a wild card. Either he has a different name in the FSGA system or he doesn't have an official handicap mm-hmm. in the FSGA system. Which doesn't seem right. doesn't compute. So, so if, uh, if it's you get him this DQ'd? other name, I think he's like a three. Also, DJ's hitting the ball. Very fantastic. Oh, thanks. He's a handicap manager. He's got to play in the gross. We'll see. We'll see what exactly. happens in the gross exactly. competition. It's gonna be here. fun to play real golf, Reggie. Yeah, that, Randy plays real golf every day. Eighteen cups. We're hitting cups yeah. today. I can't wait to see you guys get bit with the competitive spirit. Just turn into just 
I might turn pro depending Calling on how it goes. penalties on each other. We're all, oh, you can request to play together. So the three of us are have a featured group. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I, I'll say this. Well, there's too. a there's an outside arbiter. There's yeah. there's they're foursome. So. If I go like 140 tournaments without winning, like, <laughs> you know, you're free to say I stink. <laughs> what a fucking statement, though. If you step up and win this week, <laughs> one for one, walk off. Ain't that hard, Tony? <laughs> yeah. I'm not technically as good as these guys, but you just gotta want it, man. <laughs> there's winners and there's not. You can only play the schedule out there in front of you. That's it, exactly. You guys are just you guys are gross. You guys are scum bags. Speaking of TC, are we not reading TC's uh, question that he submitted? What did he submit? Sorry. He said, Did Kurt Schilling paint a sock? Uh sure. <laughs> the jury's still out on no, that definitively one. Definitively for sure. <laughs> Uh, anything else before we wrap this? A couple things. Tron also wanted me to mention uh, <laughs> that this is a legitimate no proxy one. vote. No, this is a legitimate one. That uh, he's extremely psyched that the Vic Open is this week down in Australia, which is, if you remember from last year, the tournament where men and women play the same course at the same time uh, for the same purse, I believe. Uh, so that's a cool one. And then the only other thing I wanted to mention is that Colin Morikawa had three eagles in the same round, which is wild. He eagled four par fives in a row. Yeah. So he, that's that's, that's wild. wild. I said this last week, like right before he played bad in the fourth round, but he plays some elegant ass golf. Oh, like, like he might be the he has potential to be the classiest act we've ever he, seen. His golf game is so elegant. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a thing. So let's just let's just do it right now. Every time one of the three is mentioned, it's going to have to be who's going to be the best out of Morikawa, Wolf, and, <laughs> and Hovland. So who's it going to be? Mm. That's the Place rule on bets. this on this pod. If well, you mention one of the three Eagles in one round, I, it's I gotta say it's Morikawa. It's got to be Morikawa now. So um, sorry, late breaking request from Tron uh, that the Corn Ferry Tour also goes to Bogota this week, which is always a great event. Also, uh, Gary Mule. I don't think you can watch it, or uh, but <laughs> you can follow it. So shout out to the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Here we go for uh, it's it's time for the Super Bowl week of all weeks. Oh. Gary Mule Deer, Kenny G. What's your What's your gut impression, of Pebble? Give it Give it to me. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think we've done. I this. like I like Pebble. I think Pebble's sweet. Oh, Pebble the golf course? No, the tournament. Oh no, not like for TV. It. It's not for TV. Yeah, the coverage is God. Saturday coverage is the worst day of the year <clears throat> for sure. Which I actually think that they've gotten better. I think they've gotten a, a shred better on all the like. I think probably the tour actually has put their thumb on them a little bit to to get a little better, but it's not quite as big of a circle jerk as it used to be. I thought you were talking about Janela's Twitter meltdown <laughs> no, about you, Pebble. No, folks are free to, to check that out at their <laughs> at their leisure. <laughs> Granted, though, if you're going to enter that, I forget <laughs> what he Thunder said, the, the Thunderdome or something, he's going to swear at you a lot. <laughs> Dude, did not see that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, one final, final thing. Speeth. Not good. The block I've been riding on is it like at least he's not missing cuts, and he missed the cut this week. He's not he's not dead. This he, week will be. He's not I dead. Assume he's playing Pebble, right? Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. AT&T. Uh, this would be a good indicator, right? This seems like a uh, tournament. You know, he's won before. He's, there was a question. courses that set up well for him. Here's, Somebody made the, the comp to Duval. No, Whoa. no, it's too early for any of that. I know it is. I know. He, they asked, is he? So that's your answer. He's not. I would say he's not. It's an interesting question. It I makes st- you think. I still think Jordan Spieth might be the best player in the world. <laughs> right now. Uh, truthfully, right now. Uh, I Again, you have no idea how bad I want that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> he is a killer. He is a complete killer. For sure. 
I still have faith. Killed in a while. I'm, it's going to take me at least sixteen more years before I lose faith. So, someone asked about. Well, we don't. Have, this is a whole other tangent. Someone asked about Masters picks this week, and I was oh. like, you know, it's going to be hard for Sally to pick Spieth this year. <laughs> I will do it right now. I'll pick him. <laughs> I'll pick him right now. Spieth wins a major, or Tony wins on just a tour event. Which happens first? Tony wins a tour event. Yeah. I, as much as I love speed. Yeah. Tony, one final thing on this is his game. Again, I'm doing your case for you. Speed wins a tournament or Tony wins a tournament is a good heads up bet, though. What his game is so, so tailor made to give himself so many chances to win. I know that's the whole point that he hasn't actually done it, but it's I do strongly believe it's gonna happen because he can compete on so, so many golf courses on this on this tour. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. He needs what? He just needs a big break. He just needs a big break. <laughs> that is it. We are done. Let's go actually watch the Super Bowl. I have no idea what's happening in it so far. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. And uh, officially, the uh, defense rests. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah! Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.